Hello, this is the Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. Father, we acknowledge you, we acknowledge you, Holy Spirit, we acknowledge you, Yeshua. I acknowledge the heavenly company that is around, I acknowledge the angels of God that are present to do his will and his bidding, that there will be nothing to limit or hinder. And I thank you for tender hearts in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I'm just going to read from Genesis chapter 1, verse. 26 to 28. I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. And then God said, Let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image after our likeness, and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the tame basin, over all the earth, every over everything that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his image, and in the image and likeness of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful, multiply and fill the earth, and subdue it, using all its vast resources in the service of God and man, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living creature that moves upon the earth. And God said, actually, I'll stop at 20. This is God's picture of when we were created. A lot of times when we think of the creation of man, we think of the forming of the body from the ground. But this is when we were created, fully in the image and likeness of God. This is us in completion. The main part, if I put it that way, because none of us exist without this part. None of us exist without this part. And you wonder, what part is this? God is spirit. And in his image, and in his likeness, not just talking about the attributes of God, but talking about what he is. So what are you? You are spirit first. Because the Bible says in there, he created, he made them male and female. I could easily say full stop there and fast forward to Genesis chapter 2, where the body of man is then formed from the ground. But a lot of times we think of, oh yeah, man was created and we think of the forming of the body from the ground. And then um, man became a, a living soul when God had breathed his life into him. And we usually would think, that was man. No, this, this right here, this is us. So we're going right back to the beginning to understand wholeness, to understand who we are. What are you? We're not this. Neither are we our feelings, neither are we our mind, our emotions, our intellect. That's still not it. Because without this part, in Genesis chapter 1, that was created and established on the sixth day before he rested. Without this part, there is no human being that will exist. At that moment, God created absolutely any every human being that will walk the earth. 
was, was created in that moment. Let us make man the entirety of man. And for every time he breathes the breath of life into one, that's what's coming in. Your parents form your body now. The principle was put in place. The body of first man was formed out of the ground. And then the next person was formed out of man. Do you see the principle that where I'm going? And then after that, how do we have our people existed in the end? We come out of people. We come out of people. Woman came out of man. Children came out of man and woman having to create. That's the principle right there. Do you understand? So that's now people can decide, I want to have children. And when, when you're thinking about it, you're going to get together and form, you know, do your part for body to be formed. Because except there is a spirit in there that is released by God, that body has no life. When someone passes on, what do we say? They're gone, they're gone, we cry, we mourn, but yet you're holding the body. How does that make any sense if their body is there? And they're gone. It's because who they really were, what was keeping them alive, is gone. And a lot of times we think of our spirits as some life force, some power, something that is just making this body move and this body work. But that's not true. Because why would God then speak to spirit and continue to give instruction? So he formed them, and then God said, verse 29, See, I have given you plants, you will see the, the face of all of the land and every tree with uh, seed in it, with seed in its fruit, you shall have them to eat. How is he talking to power, energy, life force? How is how is that possible if your spirit is just something that just keeps this going? And God went on to say. To what he had created in his image and likeness. And God saw everything was good. He had made and behold, it was very good. Okay. And that was when he wrapped it up. God spoke to what he had just created. That's what received the instruction. That's what received the command. That's what received the desire to be fruitful and multiply and have dominion and subdue the earth. That's the part of us. So God came and then formed man out of the ground, the dust of the ground. He formed the body of man. He formed this part that you see, you see every day. He formed this part that twins have that they look exactly alike, yet they are not the same person. But then, when he formed and he breathed, now releasing that spirit that he created that did not yet exist externally, existed fully in him, one with him, spirit as spirit. The very being that you are. Because if you don't know that you're a spirit being, you'll be afraid of spirits. And the enemy will talk, torment you. You don't, because we sometimes don't realize that God is spirit. The next spirit beings that exist, I should be reckoned with. 
is us. Yes, we live in this body. But when he breathed spirit into the body he had formed, I think it's the King James Version that says, and man became a living soul. And I like to say your soul is the uniqueness of you. Nobody has your soul. Your twin might have your body that looks exactly the same. Nobody else has your soul. We may look at our spirit because when God formed man, you know, our spirit is, he, he formed spirit. Do you understand? He formed us as spirits. So maybe we even look alike in that, in that regard. And yes, maybe we look alike in the physical. Years ago, I think I was about 12, a woman walked past me in front of my school and then stopped and asked me, she mentioned my mom's name, are you this woman's daughter? I said yes. She said I was in secondary school with her. This is exactly how she looked at this stage. It's like, okay. She said, tell me your mom story. So when I mentioned the name, my mom remembered. So yes, you might look like someone, but your soul is your soul. What is your soul? It's the part of you where your free will resides because God gave us free will. Your will, your emotions, your intellect, your mind. All of that is in your will. Why is it the uniqueness, a unique part of you that nobody else has? Because how you manage yours is different from how I manage mine. What I do in my soul is different from how you manage yours. I mean, when you meet twins, how you know, how do parents identify them? You watch, even if you're, you're, you're a bit confused, like which one is which? Give it a minute. You will see the soul manifest. Aha, there you are. Your sister doesn't do that. Or your brother doesn't do that. Why? The soul, the uniqueness of the being, of who you are, is right there. Now, this is the part that experiences life day to day. This is the part that when you get knocks in life, feels the pain because your emotions are there. This is the part that when you struggle to obey, that's why it's happening because your will is there. This is the part that when you study stuff in your intellect, in your mind, your processing faculties, functions, it's all in here, in this part of you. And so I'm trying to deconstruct the way we see ourselves. Yeah? So usually you see someone and you're thinking, oh, you know, there's baby, oh, awesome. In reality, there's his body. There's Lily, there's her body. And then when I do this, you know, I'm making contact with her body. When I say, how are you? She's good and she smiles and then, you know, maybe she starts to express herself. I'm engaging with her soul. Because now she's, do you understand, she's using her emotions, her will. I could have done that and she didn't bring her hand out. That's her will. She made a choice. We use our will to choose. It's with our soul we do life. It's with our soul we do life. It's with our soul we experience life. It's with our soul that we, we, we have to teach the word of God. To know the way of God. Because our soul was just as broken and as dead when our spirit died at the fall. The separation from God. But then the Lord did what? He restored that part. Spirit to spirit at the cross. Christ gave his life that we will live, and it was not just 
quite bit of leaves, this nobody knew. Neither was it firstly, oh, that my soul will hear, because sometimes we use soul and spirit, you know, we interchange it. But he brought our spirit man back to life, connected to what it was originally. In God, we started in God. He brings us out of him. So we started in him. And so Jesus did what? Brought us back into the Father. Into the completeness of who we are. That's how we came alive again. That's how we have come alive again. The blood was the price. The life is the result. The blood was the price. The life is the result. Your spirit comes alive. And then what happens? Your soul becomes aware something has changed. Our brother was testifying about how he was surprised. Wait a minute, I'm still on the phone for an hour talking about God. Over time, a spirit that has come to life, that's why the Bible says that you cannot continue sin. When the light is switched on, there becomes a problem with darkness and light. And so you might say, but wait a minute. Okay, so my spirit was reborn. Because that's what Jesus Christ said. Spirit is reborn by spirit. That's what he was you know, teaching Nicodemus. Now, no, 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 I'm not talking about your body going back into your mother's womb. I'm talking about being born by the spirit of God. So the spirit of God gives your spirit life again. You are alive again. But then my soul is like, I was used to the ways of the world. I was used to flesh. I know that, you know, my your emotions can start to connect with the heart of God again because your spirit is alive again and you're one spirit with God again. But you may not fully know and understand who you are yet. It's like being given a new ID card and being told, oh, by the way, <laughs> kingdom of darkness took you, but welcome home. And now you come home and Father has to teach you who you are again. And so your soul is where we struggle. Because when Paul was saying, the things I want to do, well, in his spirit, the one who, who's, who desires what God desires because he's one spirit with him, the one who has started to know and understand the mind and the emotions of God because they are one in spirit, is struggling in his soul and saying, the things I want to do, that's not what I'm doing. But the things I don't want to do, that's what I'm doing. How many people here can be honest enough to say I can identify with that? Every one of us can identify with, but I, I thought I was even done with this. I thought I had outgrown this. It's in the soul that the struggle is. And so we need to renew that part. We take the word of God and then we teach it. That's what Paul was doing when he was writing to the churches. Oh, by the way, yes, he was talking to believers when he was saying those that still don't sin anymore. You know, fornication. He was talking to the church. He wasn't talking to the world. He was trying to help them renew their mind, understand who they are. Because hey, the light is switched on now. We don't do that anymore. We have the privilege of opening the word of God and reading and understanding for ourselves. So he had to write them. He was hearing some horrible things that were happening and thinking, "Oh, there's a problem, but it's in the soul." It's not that these people are not born again. How many people here have met someone who you know they're not born again, but you're confused? Okay, let's be honest. How many times have you confused yourself? 
I put my hand. You confuse it in your own self. Like, come on. Why? It's in the soul. Then, like I said, this is where we do, like, this is where brokenness happens. This is where brokenness happens. And why am I talking about brokenness? Because we are talking about wholeness. And so we get born again. And maybe our father or our mother was in a particular way. And it really did some damage to us. Guess what? We love God. And we are, you know, our heart wants to love him with all of our heart, with all of our soul. But we are struggling to love him with all of our soul. So we have we might be good at loving him with all of our strength. We serve, we run, we do everything. But we have still struggle to love him with all of our soul. To yield our will consistently. To allow him into those places that we have locked up because the pain is too much and I can't go there. And the shame is too much, I can't go there. The guilt is too much, I can't go there. In short, I've locked it out with like it never happened. But he sees it. To have an intimate relationship with God is a spirit, soul, and body affair. It's not just about being born again and reading the Bible and all of that. He said, "Keep it, just thank you." And the so yeah, it's a spirit, soul, and body affair. But a lot of times we can easily do the body one, dress like how we think we should dress. You understand? Okay, maybe I don't wear trousers or hey. We make up the rules as we go. Whichever one we feel is the holy one, we do it. And that's, you know, we can manage this side and try to make it well. And we fast and then, you know, we don't fornicate and then we don't do something because I'm okay here. And I'm okay here. The light is turned on here, but there's confusion here also. Lord, what do I do with this pain? Lord, what do I do with this shame? Lord, what do I do with this confusion? I just heard the word, even gender confusion, now the Holy Spirit is just spoken. In this room, we're sitting here, we love the Lord, but we're confused about sexuality. In this room, Right now, there are people thinking nobody will believe me if I say it. In this room, there are people sitting here thinking, I can't, like you were talking about God not keeping a record of our sins. He said we should repent and be faithful. Do you know what repentance does? It's you, it's kind of like you going and, because you can't just say, oh yeah, you know, the Lord did it, and I'm, I'm not doing anything. In your soul, you need to do that for you, even. You need to do that to draw closer, to bridge that gap. Because what you think is not separating you, it's separating you. Sin and holiness do not merge. And so there's a confusion of, but how can I, in my holy nature, be struggling with this sin? And please understand, I'm not just talking about fornication. And I'm not just talking about murder. I'm talking about jealousy. I'm talking about evil thoughts. Because, you know, we could easily put it on a scale. 
But I'm talking about the things that go on in your hearts that you would never want anyone to know. The things you watch when no one is looking. Do you understand? It's not even so much about, oh, you did it all the way there. As I said that, the Lord was just showing, I mean, please understand that I'm not calling out sin. What Father wants to do right now, what He's doing whilst I'm talking, because He's showing me all kinds of stuff, is I have a four year old niece, by the way, that's my brother and sister, my sister there. Yes, I forget. Yeah! <laughs> I have to pause and acknowledge them because, yeah, first time I've had a ministry project in Nigeria. But my niece, the, their daughter, I'm trying to imagine she uses the door and tries to sort herself out and tries to clean up. It's going to be a mess. It will be a horrible mess. She may do the best that she can, but I tell you, if she should walk past you, you will sell it. Do you understand? It hasn't happened. Do you understand? But what I'm trying to say is if she decided, okay, I'll do this myself, she will still leave. You may not see a choice, but you will smell it. We have tried to clean our own messes. And then the smell of it is messing up our relationships. It's messing up our opportunities. People make you and oh my goodness. You didn't say much, but the pride was just a break. The pain, the bitterness you're carrying, just a break. Why? It's in the soul, it's in the soul, it's in the soul. But to everybody, I look whole here. Because physically I look okay. And I belong to God. The blood of Jesus has sorted the spirit. You know, the price was paid, the light is switched on. You understand? It's like paying your, I don't know if it's still paying your never bill. You know, paying your bill, you get the light switched on. That's what God did. He paid the price, the light is switched on. You know, brought back into fullness here. We can try and you know, do what it looks like to bring ourselves back into fullness here. But then this is the part that I, I was saying is ours. We bring this part. We submit this part to God. So we have tried to clean up the mess. We've tried. We've tried. But the, the stench is there. And some of us have go around feeling like, well, I'm done with that part. But people can smell it. Because you never quite submitted it to God. The enemy keeps coming for you like, I'm sorry, the big, you know, like I made a big grace, gross rather. But I just picture like, you know, you might be like, ah, but why are flies following? Because they, they're, they're getting something that seems to belong to them. But Lord, I started this. Why do people always, why, why, why? There's still a choice. Because you never quite submitted it to God. What's the principle? Submit to God. Resist the devil, then he will flee. A lot of times we are resisting the devil and he is not fleeing because we never submitted to God first. You start with repentance. That's the first act of worship we do. Everyone here, if you're born again, that was your first act of worship. Not the song. What is repentance? What is worship? Total acknowledgement and total surrender. That's what worship is. That's why you can worship at your job. Doing it in honor of God. Total surrender and total acknowledgement of God. And so, yeah, so 
is what brokenness happens. In case the Lord is speaking to you now about certain things, just lock into it because He's here to make hope. He's here to make hope. So, like, I, I'll say, why am I seemingly talking about negative stuff? Because this is what parents do. Hey, come, 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 because they can smell it. How many of your parents know that you do that? You even grab the child, <laughs> you know. But they can smell it. Come, let it wipe that. But then we, in our supposed mature sonship, want to do that sense. No, no. Let me sort it out. But you don't know how. For some of us here, we have not had an example. It's been patterns of brokenness down our family line. Repeated patterns of brokenness. And that's what we think is normal when we are malfunctioning. If it takes me to tap my phone to use it, and I go, and you say, oh, can I use your phone? And I'm like, oh, let me just tap it twice. And you ask me, I say, no, that's just how it is. No, 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 that's not how it was when it was here. It's broken. It's broken. We are broken. Life breaks, but God makes hope. Today, will you yield your soul? Will you yield your soul to wholeness? Because the picture is incomplete. If the light is switched on. No, there's nothing you can do about this, by the way. It's only the blood of Jesus that you know It's only the blood of Jesus, it's only the Spirit of God that can you know, breath you out again, give you the new life. We're given instructions on how to handle our body. It's the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's why I said we can seem to do this. But with this part, it's a bit complicated because, like I was saying, what do I do when I'm not clear about certain things? What do I do when I don't even know what wholeness looks like in the soul? What do I do? And I usually like to say, if you cannot find it in the person of Jesus Christ, it does not belong to you. Because Jesus Christ is the picture of total wholeness of man. Tempted just like us, but did not sin. His soul was exceedingly sorrowful in the Garden of Gethsemane and he yielded his will to the will of the Father, teaching us how to have free will but submit it. You know, I don't, there's really not something like, Lord, I don't want a will anymore, I don't have a will anymore. He gave it to you, it is yours. <laughs> what you do with it is up to you. I'm using my will to move. I'm choosing to walk. I could have chosen to sit down. That's all. You see, these are the little things. That's your will. That's your will. And what we want is God's will. So we submit our will. Please come with me. We submit our will. So assuming she's the Holy Spirit, she knows the heart of God. Very lovely Holy Spirit. She knows the heart of God knows the mind of God, reveals it to me, but waits on me. Please start going. Waits on me to do this with my will. Just follow his will. Just follow his will. Same as the enemy does the same thing. Entices us with something. And would we use our will to latch into it and just follow? Some things we have permitted, some things we have given 
We, we, we don't see it as an abomination, so we do it. I'm here to let you know you use your will to choose it. You're giving yourself permission that this one is not too bad. In wholeness, you realize that it's not about how big it is or how small it is. If it does not, you cannot find it in the person of Jesus Christ. It's not a part of it. It's not a part of it. Jesus is the perfect picture of wholeness. His body was never defined. Not until death. His bones were not broken. Not even in death. Do you understand? Not even in death. What was done to the other men at the cross was not done to him. And I mean that in the context of his bones being crushed or broken. Um, in his soul, he managed it well. He was kind. He said, Listen, bless those and bless you. He said, You understand? He exercised. He came to show us what we were originally made to be. So Jesus is not just your Lord and Savior, He's the perfect selfie of you. The perfect image of you. Wholeness of who you are. The fullness of who you are. And so if we're still struggling to, oh yes, I'm meant to pray, I'm meant to, you know, raise the dead. I usually say that's salvation 101. It comes in the package. When they give you your pack, you know, the pack that the spirit receives, you will heal the sick, you will raise the dead, you will cast out demons, you know, you will disciple nations. That's baby stuff. I know it seems like, wait a minute, but that's baby stuff. That's still baby stuff. Because maturity and the sons of God, mature sons of God, are led by the Spirit of God. And this happens when your soul is completely in Mature sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. We are not meant to be called sons because we got born again. Actually, the Bible says we have been given the right to become sons. It did not say we became a son. You were given the right to become a son. You will make the choice to mature in sonship, like Jesus did. Jesus himself, who was God, who is God, who walked the earth as God and man. Man because he had to demonstrate it to us. Man because if his blood was shed and all he did was, okay, I'm done. You know that he could have been killed as a baby and it's the same holy blood. There was more work to do. I need to show my brothers and sisters how life is laid care of them. So, I'm going to be beaten up and I'm going to be stabbed in the back and I'm going to be this and I'll show them how it's done. And Peter will bring out his sword and do what he has to and I will still pick up that ear and put it back. I said, Peter, that's not how we do it. He came to show us who we are. So, if Jesus is only who you pray to, to sort stuff out, we're missing it. He came to save you from doing this too. That's why I said, don't sort of stop these babies. Because a new believer, tell them now you can kill the sick. They will go lay hands on someone and they'll be healed. Yes. Do you understand? It's not about maturity. It does not take maturity to heal the sick. It does not take maturity to walk in the gifts of the Spirit. Those are gifts. What takes maturity is living in the fruit of the Spirit. That's what we have been given. The fruit of the Spirit is what your soul needs. We need to walk in love. Patience. Long suffering. Joy. Peace. 
and then it seems like those things are just here. Those are good things. But wait a minute. They grow in the ground of affliction. That's where we mature. Well, the love we're talking about is not loving those that love you. It's loving those that don't love you. That's when you know you're growing up. The peace of your house is not about when everything is nice. It's about when everything is shaking just like you do. I'm going to say, I'm broke, but why do I have peace? That is peace. We're not talking about calmness. That is peace. Joy is when you have no reason to be joyful. And yet, you say, how great is our God with all of your heart. Long suffering. You suffer long with people. I heard some of you say that way. You suffer long with people and your patience in a situation. You say, well, I have patience, I have patience. You will find, wait a minute, the patience is in a situation, in a circumstance. And then long suffering, oh, you suffer long with people. That's why God says, it's long suffering. And his mercy, you know, abounds because it takes long for God to bring judgment. By the time he says, I'm dealing with this, trust me, it's been a long time. So someone here who's waiting for God to move on their behalf, know that he's still watching, but it's in his nature to be long suffering. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you. It's in his nature. So this is why is he Forcing us to fruit of the spirit. You love me, I'm born again. I'm living clean, my body is your temple. Why do I need this? Because it's who you are. You were made in this image and likeness. And if we're going to be whole, we have to go back to the beginning and realize that it was Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that sat down and discussed let's make man spirit, soul, and body. Trinity. Trinity. Perfect Trinity. It's meant to be a perfect Trinity here. But we struggle. But this is why Father says, let's you know, let them know what is theirs. The fruit of the Spirit is ours. And I found that as I continue to pursue growth personally, because it's in your soul you do that. As I start to pursue growth personally, Oh, my flesh swings. My flesh swings. In short, there was a day I felt that my flesh insulted me. Because someone did something to me and I felt like my flesh on this side said, How foolish are you? Are you going to sit there and take it? And I had to use my will to choose. Oh, you might choose to regret. It doesn't mean you feel it. All your emotions are there. You bring them into subjection, spirit. Because the order is never meant to be body, soul, and spirit. It's meant to be spirit, soul, and be soul and body. Spirit always leads because that's where you are made in the image and likeness of God, born again, one with Him once again, knowing His thoughts and His mind, His emotions, knowing everything that He knows. But not fully know that you know it because of the soul. Have you ever said, I told myself? Which part of you told me? Because David told himself, My soul, why are you downcast? Hope in the Lord 
Does that make sense? We need to you know, become more mature and realize that it's not about how well you function in the gift. Because how many times have you seen someone who was raised in the dead and killing the sick and in adultery and stealing and yeah, 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 yeah. We need to wake up and realize if we're saying that okay, this is a generation that is rising up to be who God says we are. What we have to do with him is vulnerability as well. We can't do this without being vulnerable. We can't do this without feeling scared. Father, I'm afraid to go there. I'm afraid to go back there. I'm afraid to let them in. I'm afraid to let you in. We have to get to this so we are honest. Lord, I'm upset with you. I'm not telling you to be angry with God, but there are people here who are angry with God. People here who have to make up with God. You have to forgive him, God. Thank you. Yeah. What you do? That's why I said, think. He did. He did. I'm repeating that again. He did not do it for someone here. You need to hear that again. He did not do it. He did not do it. And we've held on forgiveness against him, but he's big enough to take out our our anger and our pain. He's big enough to take it. You know, I could easily start screaming at me. I could easily get defensive. God doesn't get defensive. He says, come here. Come, just come, just come, just come. Just come. He lets you kick and scream. Because it's not that you're trying to be creating his honor. He knows this part of you is being real. I've had interesting conversations with God where I'm crying, I'm venting, and I'm saying, Lord, I know you didn't do this, but it looks like you did. And I know it wasn't you, but I'm being honest with you because I can't be honest with you that I can't be honest at all. So, what do I do with this? I have to learn how to, assuming this is me, I have to learn how to take myself to him or take what I was, what I am feeling, what I'm struggling with, put it outside of me because it's not in the person of Jesus. Oh Lord, this anger, oh Lord, this pain, or this disappointment, or you know, this fear. It's not in the person of Jesus, so it's not supposed to be in me. He has given me a spirit of fear. So I take the fear out. And I say, Lord, there's fear here. I separate it from me. I don't make my fear the fear, the sickness, the disappointment. The whatever. I separate it from myself and say, Lord, this thing is here. What do we need to do about this? So I can stay tight to him. And I say, There's this. So I can stay focused because there's this. And in my soul, I then say, Okay, Father, there's this. What do we need to do about this? And he says, Give it to me. Cast your cares because I care for you. And casting your cares does not look like, Okay, Lord, there it is. Casting your cares is cast your cares. You cast it on him. We keep it. Because he said cast it. No, we didn't. You keep it and if it looks like it's taking too long, we go back and pick it up. But when you've cast it, you can't even find it again. You cast it on him. For he cares for you and you trust him with it. You trust him with it. Could you please help me hold the mic? 
Because I want to illustrate something with this first. So let's say this is you, or me, or anyone, and this looks like bonus, right? And then life happens. Because let's be real, life will do this to us. Yes. And we try to patch it up. And even if I did, the scars are there. The maps are there. And we don't realize that we make we live life conscious of this brokenness. So everything starts to revolve around the brokenness so it doesn't break any further. We stop being ourselves. You're no longer you when you're leaving to protect this part. And then we get used to sometimes being this. Why? It still works. It still works. I can keep going. But then, let us see if I can do Yeah. Even like this, I can still keep going. But guess what? It's like shorter life, isn't it? Then you put that bed. Seems like I'm okay. A lot of us are eating like this. Openness that we have, they will take it to the father. We're eating like this. And we're saying, Lord, use me, send me. I want to be the fullness of who you said I am. We're going to have to submit this to him. Some of us say that's just how I am. I don't forget things. We don't need to erase that. Could it be that all you know now to do is to narrate, narrate, narrate? Because somewhere brokenness happened and you can't forget. You can't forgive. But the middle part is gone. Assuming we take this together, this will still look like. Regular complacency, but there's a whole chunk missing. There is a chunk missing anyway. When we're born, there's a chunk missing. Because we're already born into a pattern, to DNA that's already restructured according to the ways of the flesh. Strange strands in our DNA. Strange strands that God Every lie, every strain, we spend Weaving another strand that the next generation takes on. Everything, if there is a, there are family patterns. You wonder why does it keep repeating itself? But I'm trying everything I can for it not to happen. I'm trying everything that I can so that this does not happen. It's woven in. It's woven in the DNA. Physical DNA, that's why you see, oh yeah, in our family, we have this sickness. In our family, we have that. It's woven in. Spiritually, your spiritual DNA. Woven it. That's why you say spiritual issues. But that's why I said Christ is the image of who we are. He came as the image of the Father. Thank you. Galatians chapter 1, verse 15, I think, says that Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. Yeah? But at the same time, he is the image of who we are. Sons, he came to show us who we are and how to live and how to be. And so, I'm just going to say, let's take a moment and just commit our hearts. Let's commit our hearts. 
Because soulness is what, I mean, wholeness is what we want in our souls. No fear, no shame. Let's do that quickly. No fear, no shame. He loves you. That's why he's saying, come, let me wipe that clean. Let me make that whole. Come, let me remove that. Come, let me perfect that. He wants us to be fully complete again. Thank you, Lord. You can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at thetribelagos.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless.